You know why I just realized taping up my thumbs? What did you just realize <laughs> taping up your thumbs, Caroline? I can actually, like, build thumb strength by trying to overcome the tape. I see. I, I think I have actually lost it. I'm sorry. Yep. I'm sorry, too. <laughs> I don't think you're actually sorry. Nope. I'm not that sorry. It is the 20th of February, and this is a podcast. It's it's uh, it's the Away From Keyboard podcast. I'm joined by both Spoon and Maloney, who may or may not have lost their mind. I'm kind of still not sure, and I don't know. Hopefully they can keep it together for the entirety of this. Probably. I don't, probably. I don't know if Maloney has lost their mind so much as they've discovered a unique new thumb workout. <laughs> <laughs> or both. Uh, maybe a little bit of both. I don't know. You don't understand, Spoon. Like she's she's just fucking around with my with my green painters tape. I wasting stopped. a shit ton of it. Not that much. Did, why would you? Not that much. Okay, not that much. Is it really a waste of the tape if she comes out of this with thumbs that are hella swole? <laughs> They're also red. Like okay, definitely yeah. you have to look. Look at my thumb. <laughs> look at my thumb. Look at my thumb. Okay, I see it. I see your thumb. Do you see the color difference? Yes, that's because you were denying it from, like, <laughs> proper blood flow. That's what happens. It's like when this you get This is amazing cross-play. radio, by the they're way. Also, they're, all, oh. they're also really tingly now, which is kind of cool. Okay, that's great. I'm really happy. Anyways. Theater of the mind. That's great. Anyways. Outside of fucking thumb ventures, <laughs> we... God damn it, Ooh, I couldn't even make it that far that. without cussing. Ah. Outside of that, we are going to talk about The Division, Tom Clancy's The Division. We're going to talk about uh, probably a little bit of Elite Dangerous, because Spoon and I have been playing that, and Firewatch, because both Spoon and I have finished that, and Maloney will be the peanut gallery, as is the normal, you know. We'll also have some information on our upcoming new project, Thumb Ventures, the <laughs> D&D thumb-themed adventure. Oh, God damn it! it's like Pugmire, but with thumbs. You know, I could actually market a thumb workout to people who, like, use their thumbs a lot. You mean, like, video gamers? Maybe. That could be a target audience. Great. Put it on the idea board. Don't you dare put it on the idea board. Thumb workout. Like hand models. Yeah. I don't think they would want really hella swole thumbs. They'd probably want, you know... It depends on the magazine. Like, what if it's for, like... Thumb wrestling? A health magazine, where they need, like, some super... Like buff hand to come in and give a thumbs up. They need a hand. They need a thumb with like powder. muscle divisions and a vein popping out. Yeah, um, just a vein. I don't know where. Big, yeah, just a big vein. <laughs> like abs. You need abs on your thumb. <laughs> thumb abs. Okay, Spoon just woke up, and there's something wrong with Maloney. So I guess it's all on Devin to carry this one. Uh. Hey, into- I- I don't know. I think we've got a pretty solid idea here. Okay, that's great. Only we should probably not make it out of tape. No. I mean, we can still use tape. We just wouldn't call it that. Like, it would still be tape, but we'd call it, like, you know, some kind of a special resistance binding. Resistance binding tape? 
Yeah, you know how, like, you can spend a shitload of money on a resistance band, but it's actually, like, oh, it's a rubber band. It's a it's a rubber band. You, you bought a big rubber band. You paid so much extra money for a piece of rubber tubing that you could get for, like, two bucks. Spoon, you're a marketing genius. You're a real biz whiz. Can we move on? <laughs> okay, we can I move mean, on to the... Because I did can. watch... I did watch you in the dark zone. In the dark zone. Which sounds like it should... That was not innuendo for anything. No. What happens in the dark zone stays in the dark zone. Except when I bitch about it, because god damn it, those assholes. Not when you extract things. Okay. Things literally do not stay in the dark zone. We need a little bit of preamble here Mm. before you start, like, tearing apart all of my arguments here. Okay? Okay. So the Division beta, this weekend. I'm currently... Taking time out of playing the beta to record this podcast. Yay! As of right now, um, I'm assuming you've also finished what missions there were available to you, Spoon? Mm-hmm. The whole two main ones and a handful yeah. of side missions? All right. It's, uh, it's a very stripped-down version of what the final game will be, I'm assuming. Um, you essentially get to establish the main base of operations that the game uh, sort of branches out from. You can see some of New York and its kind of post-apocalyptic, scary wasteland presentation, post-Black Friday mm, craziness. What with the Black Friday and also with the disease thing. Mm. So that's that's a thing that's happening. And you're in there as the lone division agent who's going to save New York. Well, not lone. Yeah. There's- well, your butt Literally. got got hella hella fucked up in that incursion, so you know it's mostly you. Although, yes, you can partner up since it's essentially an MMO. It's um, it's kind of an MMO. I mean, well, it's like a um, it's a persistent overworld. It's kind of like yeah. GTA, I guess. Except no car driving, just car scenery. No car blowing up either, which is actually more disappointing. The fact that the cars... I hate... I'm actually really bored of car... But then again, it's all scenery, so I understand that it has to be stuck there. You're bored of cars blowing up? No, I'm bored... I'm bored of cars as static scenery. I really... It bugs me. Because I'm like, these cars shouldn't still be here. Like, we should be able to move them and shit if it suits us. But then... You know, maybe get into them and drive them out of the way. We'll drive them about seven feet before you encounter another car, because, yes, the gridlock is real, because, of course it is. A, it's New York, and B, it's, you know, everybody trying to leave New York. And, New York. Yeah, exactly. Actually, I would think the gridlock would be worse. It seems actually pretty decent for... Well, also... You'd also is, have to wonder, like... I don't... See, the game isn't clear on how far into the problem we are. Yeah. Because if we're getting to New York late enough, like, I know... For example, gas expires. So a lot of those cars might not even work anymore, or a lot of that gas could have been siphoned out for generators. That's probably, yeah. That would probably be the smarter thing to do. That's probably very, yeah, very, uh, you know, it's a good way of applying video game logic into, you know, a feasible story explanation. I like it. Good job. Still, still kind of bummed that the cars are super cemented to the ground, but that's really like just, it's a, it's a piddling thing that I just kind of hate in general in video games. Actually, why are the cars in pretty good condition, too? They're 
meh, a lot of them are burnt be, out, actually. No, but they should be more jacked. Like, there should be... People don't have time to fuck up Like, cars. there's a lot of broken windows. Yeah, you can actually walk up doors. on people who are trying to jimmy, jim, like, jimmy the doors open on cars and shit. Yeah, 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 but I'm thinking also, like, if you want to build, like, a little fort, just, like, tear, tear parts off the car. And... There are still buildings. I know, yeah, but there's... maybe you want your, your fort to have metal siding. There are still buildings. The buildings are made of, like, buildings. steel and <laughs> yeah. stone. They're, you're good. Yeah. Plus, it's it's New York. It's yeah, this isn't exactly Mad Max. Like where, yeah, you don't go to New York to encounter the rugged woodsman well, of they, your you. post-apocalyptic wet dreams. You know, that's not... There's not a big crafting element. Well, there isn't a crafting element in the beta either because it's not available. Well, so. yes, there is a crafting element in the game, but not for the beta. Yeah. Which, you know, I... The beta is quite stripped down. Mm-hmm. But in a way, I'm kind of glad. Yeah, because it will leave you, you know... Leave you well, yeah, it, it leaves you hungry for more. But well, it, it also... It's a thing that I've run into with, like... Especially with RPG betas. Mm-hmm. If you get too far into it, then when the actual game comes out, it feel those first few levels just feel like a grind because yeah. you've done them That's fair. so much. Yeah, like oh, I already unlocked all these skills and saw all this stuff and found all this th- stuff. Like, yeah, I, I just want to skip it all. Yeah, it's nice that it's essentially it's just a very stripped down version of the basic elements of the game. The PvP yeah. is what you're going to get the most out of if you are playing the beta all weekend. Although, at this point, I feel like I've experienced everything the beta really has to offer. Um, and I have other video games that obviously could be better using my time. I'll probably still go in and shoot some people in the butt in the PvP because... Yeah. Well, we need to go in together and roll around. And see what happens. Literally yeah. roll around. Literally just tapping the X button. Woo! So, I don't understand your reluctance to go rogue. I don't like being an asshole, just in general, be it in a video I game. I have trouble being an asshole in video games that aren't even MMOs, that, like, literally the only people I'm offending are pre-recorded dialogue options and the AI. I understand that, but given that you can go rogue accidentally, like, you can create this character story for yourself where you accidentally shot someone in the play- and now you just have to go forward and... Your new life as a no, I've NASA. accidentally shot. You saw I accidentally. Shot I know, some and then people, you hide like, out, and it's yeah. less fun. You should just like embrace it. Like, no, I actually well, made some... one mistake. I guess I'm gonna make twenty more. That's a stupid decision to make. I've made a mistake. It's time to super commit to being a murderer. Well, it's like it's like how like if you if you are trying to quit a bad habit and then you relapse, you don't relapse just a little bit. You relapse in a big way. Maybe you do. <laughs> Okay, yeah, maybe, trouble is, but... that doesn't really work with the Division's mechanics, so I, I guess it would be worth quickly going into how the Division works as a whole. So it's a third-person shooter with mm-hmm. uh, heavy RPG elements. Very cover-based. Yeah, cover-based shooter. In your, um, I guess, single-player campaign, you can wander around most of New York City alone or with a party in co-op. You do missions, save people. You're trying to build this base of operations in the heart of New York. Yeah, which is an interesting, persistent, upgradable uh, world mechanic, which I like. Yeah, which also unlocks further upgrades and so on for you as well. And and it slowly builds up the area, so it goes from looking like a total shit pile to ostensibly... 
like a, a suitable base of operations with different little segments and volunteers and people working different stations. I like that. Yeah, it, it's pretty cool. And and the overall goal you're trying to accomplish is to get to the bottom of this virus. Um, this It's a new version of smallpox, apparently. Uh, you're trying to figure out what's going on with that while also trying to save New York. Uh, you play an agent of an organization called The Division, which is a bunch of government sleeper agents scattered all over the country who are activated when things go really, really bad. Yeah. And that's kind of all we know about the story right now. And within New York are a few blocks called the Dark Zone that are completely walled off. That's your PvP zone, and it's kind of the no-man's land. It's where the virus is strongest and where no individual faction has been able to maintain control because it's just too chaotic in there. Uh, essentially a, kind of, yeah. They've just yeah, kind of so given up the P- ghost. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I know that you literally just said that you don't know that much about the game, but if these are just basically sleeper agents who get awakened when something goes terribly, terribly wrong, does that mean that this is their first job for many of them? Yeah. It's like, this is my first day. Yes. Can't be held accountable for messing up. I yeah, might have shot that guy they, in the butt. I'm sorry. It is actually their first their first day for a, a lot of the from what we see in the story thing, it's like they've never actually done this. I mean most of them have military or police backgrounds or something, but mm-hmm. you know, it's not it's not like they have no training. They didn't just they didn't make Bob from, you know, accounting uh, and just put him into nap sleeper. mode and yeah, say, okay, like, wake up and save New York, buddy. It's like, hey, Bob, I know you're a chartered accountant and you spend your weekends macramaying. Uh, here's an assault rifle. Keep this under your bed in <laughs> case the world ends because then it's it's Bob's time to shine, he buddy. Says, Congrats, you're in the division. Well, I don't know about you, but Bob does sound pretty resourceful. Well, I mean, he saved the so much. He's a very frugal investor. Uh, you know, he he's a avid amateur horticulturalist. He had a passing interest in stamp collecting in his early teen years. Uh, I'm I'm not saying Bob has not led a rich <laughs> and fascinating life, a very satisfying one, um, very rewarding career. Uh, impressive charitable donations each, each tax, each financial year. Uh, I'm just saying that maybe, just maybe, Bob isn't the guy to just shove a gun into his hands, kick him into the middle of New York, and tell him to, you know, unfuck that shit. Yeah, no, that's good. That's fine. I get it. I get where you're going. That's cool. Sleeper agents. Got it. Division. Yup. Yep. Shadow government. Sometime, I assume, we're going to find out something about the Division is tied into this terrible conspiracy. Blah, blah, blah. You'd have to assume so. It is a Tom Clancy game. Everything in a Tom Clancy game is a conspiracy. What if it's not a conspiracy just to fuck everyone up? That'd be neat. Yeah, that's that just like extremely straightforward. Yeah, everything is exactly as it appears. Uh, this guy's bad. He did a bad PvP, thing. though. <laughs> that's, that's what I was talking about. Uh, so yeah. you got the Dark Zone. The Dark Zone has high-level, uh, much tougher versions of NPC enemies. 
much better gear. You get a lot of really cool gear there. It's got its own experience level, so you've got your normal level and your dark zone level. Its own currency. Uh, and, yeah, it's fully PvP, so you'll run into other players just going about their thing, collecting stuff, doing their own missions in there. Doing whatever and they want. you can choose to attack them. If you shoot somebody, uh, you gain what they call rogue status. Uh, and the more damage you've done to someone, the longer you are rogue. So if I accidentally shoot someone... In the butt. I'll get a timer that appears above my head, indicating how long I'm a rogue agent for. And it's usually like 10 seconds if you just accidentally have shot someone. If you continue shooting them... 18 seconds if you do it with a carbine. There you go. And if you kill someone, you get like, I think it's like 90 seconds by default. And then that increases the more you kill people. Like I ran into a team that had 240 seconds on each of them. So they were pretty dedicated to player killing. They were they were dedicated to the dick moves. Yep, they were. They were now, they were aligned you, to dickishness. Well, at that were. point, if I'd, you kill a, um, there's actually massive incentives to hunt rogue agents as well because a rogue agent will always show up on the mini map. Mm-hmm. They uh, will reward you with a bunch of extra money and experience if you kill them. Yep. And if you die as a rogue agent, you lose a bunch of extra money and experience more mm-hmm. than you would from normally dying. Really? Yep. Yep. Uh, well, the big in, the big incentive behind going rogue, though, is all of that awesome gear that exists only in the Dark Zone is, they call it contaminated by the virus in that area. So you have to put it all in a bag, call in a helicopter, attach that bag to the helicopter, and have that extracted to a decontamination zone. Your little, your little bio-contaminated, your little biohazard baggie. You can tell when someone's yeah. carrying it, too. Biohazard they, fanny pack. They, yeah, yeah it, it's an actual physical element on your character. Yep. And when you call in a helicopter, you fire a flare up in the air, and you, you've got about a minute and a half to wait before that chopper's there. And that flare alerts every player in the dark zone that a chopper is coming into that extraction zone. So a lot of the time, when I was playing there, I would fire that flare, and I'd get three or four other players show up, and they'd all just wait with me for the helicopter, which mm. is handy because a lot of those zones will get attacked by a big wave of NPCs as yep. well. Uh, but you'll also get players try and stake those zones out, wait for somebody to call in a helicopter, kill all of you right before the helicopter arrives, take all your gear, and then attach it to the helicopter you called in. And that can get pretty hectic when you've got hostile players, non-hostile players, and NPCs all attacking the extraction zone at once. Sometimes you shoot somebody in the butt and you have to hide for 18 seconds while NPCs murder them and you just can't help. See, from my perspective, though, going rogue and staying rogue and committing to it, that's one thing. Because that, you're not really being a dick. You've sort of chosen a side. And the side is against everyone else. The side is being a dick. Well, I mean, but the thing is, is that you've committed to it. Right. Like, let's say you're not necessarily like hanging out in an extraction zone. You're just going about shooting everyone like crazy. So not a dick so much as a complete psycho. Yeah, you can just be a complete psycho. You're just chaotic evil. What I think is a huge dick move is suddenly turning rogue for no reason. That is the dickishness. That's not so much going rogue. It's when you go rogue. Yep. 
I was uh, I was running with these random uh, player characters, and we were all running towards this extraction zone because we all had contaminated shit on us. Mm-hmm. And I just noticed that I got shot, and I was like, "Defu!" So I tuck into an alley, and uh, there's there's a guy who I can't shoot because he's not rogue, play, acting as a spotter for a rogue person, the one who shot me. Mm-hmm. Who, yes, I recognize their name, and I'm like, you weren't rogue a second, you son of a bitch. Yep. I'm like, these are some these are some PvP tactics, having a spotter, having the person that's like, yeah, this person's got loot. You ready? Let's do this. Ugh. Dick move central. Also, the fact, like, after the extraction helicopter shows up, you have no idea who you're, like, who... Like, you want to shoot motherfuckers. You're like, God damn it, who can I trust? I've got my eye on you, Mexican burrito. <laughs> Can't believe you just went and called them out. Fuck, fuck you. He was rogue and he murdered me and I I will murder. I murdered him back. It was good. It's fine. But still, Mexican burrito. Got my eye on you. You asshole. Him and a group of other, like, two other players uh, were the first rogue agents I encountered in the dark zone. Wrecked some of their shit. It was nice. Mm. Finally figured out how to zoom in on my carbine. It was really <laughs> nice. Headshot. Yeah. Um. Also, actually, those two those two motherfuckers that wrecked my shit. They actually didn't finish me. Um, an NPC came up from behind me and just wailed on my head, and I died. <laughs> they couldn't even finish the job. NPC was like, "I've got a bat," and I'm like, "Seriously?" Oh. God damn it. What a shitty way to go. Um, Since we've both put in a bunch of time on the division, what are your impressions? um, I'm really impressed with the the UI, the the augmented reality waypoints and what have you, which freaked Caroline out. Yeah, no, entirely. Yeah. I couldn't couldn't get over it. Why is there a wiggly (laughs) orange thing in the sky? It's it's (laughs) AR. It's telling me where to go. But, like, without having to be a mini-map or anything, so I just... Did you think that the world had been invaded by giant, like... <laughs> Geometry? <laughs> no, I was freaked out by the fact that, like, if you moved, it would move in relation to you, and that it was angled. Like, the fact that it was angled freaked me out. Because it was, you know, direct. I was like, why is there a right angle here? Because it wants me to turn there. But, oh, okay, also, I don't like being told what to do. I will not turn at a right angle. Fine, I'll turn however I want. Fine, you want to go, then. <laughs> yeah. Turn how I want. I really don't want to see Caroline interacting <laughs> with a GPS. Turn left, here. Yeah. Fuck you, does like a fucking spin out and goes right. You're not my real dad, rolls her car. <laughs> Gets out of the car, just starts yeah. walking left. <laughs> While the car's still in motion, it just keeps, it drives on. Yep, and you're like, ha, fuck you, Siri. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, I don't do well with authority sometimes. Well, all right, good to know. And that authority is little tiny orange. Apparently, yeah, you feel super, super, <laughs> like, put upon by this augmented reality waypoint. Do you ever just, like, look at a map and you're like, fuck you, I'll call those streets whatever I want. Maybe this building's actually north instead of east. <laughs> I'm making my own rules. Well, enjoy never getting to where you want to go. Facts Maybe I wanted bullshit. to go uptown. <laughs> Maybe this shanty town is a good place to visit. Fuck you. Yeah. No. This Burger King is wherever the hell I say it is, man. 
You find another Burger King, so it just really works out in your favor. You're just yeah. like, I mean, it's Burger King. If you go in a direction long enough, you'll find one. Well, in your case, a Hungry Jack's. Yeah. Um, in our case, Tim Hortons, which is owned by Burger King. So, hey. When did Tim Hortons? No, I don't think we should get into this, but I didn't know that Tim Hortons was owned by Burger King. I thought they were owned by Wendy's. No. Wait, did- they had a partnership with Wendy's to have those those double um, Those like, doubled up. Yeah, the Wendy's slash Tim Hortons things, which, like. For when you want a burger. And also a cup of coffee. You can get, yeah, which is weird because they both serve coffee, but you know. Anyways, no, Burger King, the parent company behind, uh, that owns Burger King or what have you. Yeah, I bought Tim Hortons in the summer. I think that deal went through. Which is weird because there aren't that many Burger Kings around. No, they're much bigger in the States. Yeah. Canada, there aren't that many in comparison. Hmm. Tim Hortons, however, there are a lot. Anyways. There's too many. The more Maybe. you know. Yep. Canada edition. And, um. The division. Yeah. Orange lines. I got it. Right. Yes, you have problems. We we get it. Thanks. I like the. What I wanted to liken it to, I explained it to Caroline earlier, was the persistent world building, like how you build up your base of operations and whatnot, and how it slowly uncrapifies itself. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the. I've mentioned it before, but the mechanic in Final Fantasy XIV. How certain cities, like Mordona and Idleshire, the specific, like, player advancement cities, these frontier cities, in certain, in each patch, they get a little bit more, uh, built up. There's more establishments and what have you. So people starting the game will see, like, this city that's leaps and bounds above what it was when I started playing. And I, I like that. I like the idea of world permanence. Like, the fact that your mm. actions actually do affect the area around you neat i like it i like it because it also takes a lot of the the fact that you don't feel like you're actually affecting anything in an mmo because that happens a lot because you're like oh i killed this dragon but i'm gonna go kill it again yeah that's always been my biggest problem with an mmo yeah and this sort of has like you you killed the demon lord guy although you will be killing the demon lord guy saved the world now if you could please exit through this door because the next party is coming along in five minutes to kill him again or you just wait in somewhere for five minutes and it respawns. Yeah. Over yeah. That sort of thing is still difficult to deal with. But the fact that the world around you does respond to your actions and there is a story that it's following. Division also does this and it's nice and I like it. Um, the graphics are great. Uh, it's very obviously it's, it's going to be very lower palettes, very dull palettes and what have you. Lots of grays, more blue grays than like dust grays because we're winter in New York. And... Um, I mean, you don't get a lot of the mission, and you don't get really far into the missions, so it's hard to say whether or not the enemies continue to be of, like, a very certain type or what have you. But there seems to be some variation there. The cover shooting is actually... I normally hate cover-based shooters. You know I hate Gears of War. Uh And I have to say the cover-to-cover mechanics, like the holding X to go from one piece of cover to the other... Uh, the fact that you can, you don't automatically like bundle up your, like Velcro your back to the cover is super great because that mm-hmm. pissed, that's what pissed me off about Gears of War. You walk up to something and you're like, oh yeah, cover, mm, get in me, ah. and you're like humping it all of a sudden and you're like, this isn't what I wanted. Uh, I always wanted to say hello, maybe ask it its name and take it out <laughs> to dinner, but now, oh god, what are you doing, Marcus? No, um. Also, it doesn't seem to be the kind of stupid cover where, like, you accidentally, like, shoot out of it. 
and you don't know how to get back into it. Yeah, the it's very well described, like when you hold left, like you're leaving this cover now, hold right, mm. you're leaving it this way. X, you're standing up. Hold X, you're going to where this thing pointed to. It's all very descriptive. It's less guesswork. Um, weird kind of range-finding reactions, circle. It's very illustrative, very well. The, another reason that I'm like, the UI is really nice and whatnot. Because it's very descriptive. You know what you're doing, you know where you're going, you know who does what. Very nice. Yeah. I like it. Excellent. Yeah. yeah, that was... I think that's... That's been my my experience as well. I mean, the the UI is is fantastic mm-hmm. because I'm a sucker for any augmented reality stuff, so I do enjoy that. Um, the thing that really got me, and I think this is this is how I know I'm kind of invested in the game at this point, is the art design and audio design is so spot on. Like, they've done a really great job of building New York and then fucking it up really well. <laughs> building New York, then tearing it down. Yeah. It, what I like is finding all the little stories that are told by the environment as you walk around. So you'll see, like, places where people have set up temporary camps, or you'll see an area where the, like, it would normally be the CDC, but in the game they call it Sarah. Uh-huh. Um, C-E-R-E, uh, where they would, like, have set up initial quarantine zones and where those failed. So you'll see all these, like, all this yellow tarping and tents. huts and tents and, yeah. like, all these bodies and body bags everywhere behind, like, a fence that's now been torn down and a building nearby caught on fire. And you'll see where blockades were set up and where they failed and you can when you go into buildings and walk through people's apartments, you see where they'd like bought a bunch of bottled water to stack up in the corner, things like that. Right. It's um. What's it? What's it? It's called? very immersive. It's um. It's not. It's like something setting narrative, uh, architectural narrative, something basically where the setting around you gives you uh, insight into the story, something that video games are solely capable of doing because they have the interactive environment that you get to explore at your own leisure. It's similar to what you see in Fallout, except maybe a little, well, definitely a lot less heavy-handed because Fallout has those little nuanced stories where it's like, oh, look, here's a skeleton, and they were holding drugs, and, like, you can just, you know, put that whole thing together. Also, a lot of people in the Fallout universe died naked. Apparently, yeah. Because they're either that or because they're, <laughs> yeah. they're just skeletons. Yeah. Well, you know, you and you can't some... tell me like, because there's a bunch of skeletons wearing old ratty tattered clothes, so you she, can't tell me that clothes just can't survive. No, I wasn't. I was assuming that their clothes got looted because you know, you know that you loot those clothes. Oh, I'd loot those. You can't loot skeleton clothes, which. No, but maybe somebody did before they were skeletons. I don't Maybe understand. They... Is it like the minute you're a skeleton, it's like, well, I guess I can't take this off now. Well, that would just be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we have to draw the line somewhere. Um, but yeah, no, I, uh, I'm excited I mean, for the division. Fair, I would probably draw the line at wearing clothes that organs had rotted through. Yeah, you know. But yeah, for, for the division, I think a big thing for me was in a lot of these open world games, especially where you get a pretty massive player, and even in the beta, the area you're allowed to traverse is pretty large. Mm-hmm. It's only um, 
like three or four uh, zones or neighborhoods or whatever, but it feels big. It takes a while to get from point A to B. There's a fast travel system, and I never use it. I think that's that's it for me. Like, just even slowly, not even jogging, but slowly walking down the middle of a street as, like, a heavy snowfall comes down, and it's dark, and you see all these, like, cars and lights and barrel fires burning around you. Mm-hmm. And just listening to the sound of your boots crunching on the snow. The audio is amazing. Like, every slightly different surface you walk on will provide a different sound. Like, I went from walking on a snowy patch of road to, like, stepping in a couple of puddles. Then there was a clear patch of road and then a heavily snowed over part of the road. And each of those surfaces had a different sound to it. Right. I I feel like I haven't, like sad and experience the sound because you mentioned it before i actually started playing and i noticed hints of it and also they use the um the combination like isaac your or isac because it's only mm. one s um your ai isaac Which i'm fairly sure is voiced by garris is that is that garris maybe I, like don't, garris, I don't know right? you need to tell me you need to tell me more about again? calibrations hmm. he's in fucking everything though he is no, he's in a lot of fallout barracks voice actor not garris just talking. Mm. talking I'm that. just Googling his name because I had it. Brandon Keener. He's a Keener. Which does not seem like the sort of name that you would give to somebody who's all into calibrations like Garrus. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. but then you have that audio mix, and it's actually, I like it when they have the AI sort of like, yeah, because the AI is on your shoulder, it comes out of the controller, that's nice. One mm. thing that bugs me is that the PS4 got Destiny in terms of its primary platform. Mm. Um... Xbox One got the division, so all of the timed exclusives and, exclusives and everything are hitting the Xbox One before they hit anything else. Mm. Which is weird because Xbox, I feel like, is kind of stabbing themselves in the dick with that because the PC is also, you know, Microsoft. So they're kind of like, fuck you, PC havers, you should buy our console. Well, but, they, at this point, they're probably eager to do anything to get people to buy an Xbox or play their Xbox, even if they already have one. Yeah, I mean, the Penny Arcade comic was pretty clear on it. <laughs> yeah. We have an Xbox One. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> do you want me to start? I mean, like, yeah, we have one, but... <laughs> yeah. yeah, just going back to the uh, the Division, um, one cool thing that happens as you walk around the city is there, there's, again, a lot of little stories being told in the NPCs you run across. Mm-hmm. So there's obviously rioters, and um, there, there's a bunch of different hostile NPC factions. There's the rioters, who are basically ordinary looters. Uh, the cleaners, who are like a bunch of crazy people that think you can beat the disease by burning everything. And, fire, fire, fire. Yeah, then there's there's a couple of others that you don't really meet in the beta. But in addition to them, there's a bunch of normal people just walking around, and you'll see them digging through piles of trash or trying to break into cars or just... Or literally convulsing sitting. at your feet and then, and then lying still, and, then, and you're like, yeah, oh, they just died. died. super yeah. awkward to watch, actually. Yeah, I was yeah. like, can I help it? No, you're just gonna... You're you're just... Okay, you're dead now. That's... Presumably that's, the virus got them or something. Yeah. Uh, actually, can I get or they just drink? died oh. because it's winter in New York and there's no power or food or water. Yeah. And uh, 
as you're walking around, you'll hear them like talking. Some of them are arguing. Some of them are trying to find their way to safety or talking about um, bandits that are around. And like I had a, a lady call out to me from a window. She was looking down at the street and she was like, hey, if you're going ahead, you should be careful. A bunch of rioters just came by here. And I turned the corner, and sure enough, there was a group of rioters there. You won't just fucking around. down the street, yeah. And you can also uh, run into, like, you'll see the, your uh, HUD start to scan a citizen, and it'll label them as a civilian in need. Yeah. You can go up to them and give them, like, a med kit or a can of food or a bottle of water, depending on what they need. And what you have, yeah. And what you have. Yeah. And they often give you rewards for that. Dude, yeah, I got a hat. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, Devin gave someone a can of food, and they gave them, like, cargo, a cargo jacket? Yep. And yep. I was like, that's not a fair trade. I'm like, eh, <laughs> I got the jacket now. Go me. Uh, I, I ran across somebody that, um, like, two NPCs who were talking. Somebody traded half a protein bar for a pack of cigarettes. Like, people are <laughs> desperate for food. They really want food. Yeah, which is fair. But a oh. lot of lot of appearance customization it looks like too. Yeah, we you not, don't get any not a lot of it available in the beta. No. Your your character can only be randomized. Randomized. And it looks like there's a really options. limited palette. Shitloads of clothing options. Seems like it, yeah. Which always which always makes me happy. I like being able to be rad as hell in my own special way. Which is to say, well, someone I... who has no idea and got dressed in the dark. Because <laughs> I, I played the closed beta as well as this open beta. Ah, yes. And I got a ton of clothing options in the um, closed beta as loot. And I've gotten a bunch in the open beta, and there's been very little crossover so far. Like, I'm still seeing all new gear. I found a few pieces of gear I did collect the first time around, but yeah, it seems like you got a lot of different gear options. Plus, there's all your armor as well. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it actually changes appearance now. There there didn't look to be that much difference in appearance in the closed beta, but they obviously put a lot of different models in now. I'll have to keep a closer eye on it. I I haven't changed too, too much of it, but I haven't noticed too much of a difference. Yeah, like I changed my backpack, and my backpack changes, my holsters change, my uh, bulletproof vest changes, all that alters. Ah, uh, yeah, halter tops. What? No. Oh. Combat halter tops? No! Oh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it's a solid game. It's winter. I'm excited. Whatever, man. Division. I'm going to play the beta tomorrow morning, maybe. You got to want to start downloading it tonight. Oh, damn. I have the, I have pretty shitty internet, too. Ah. Uh, you want to just stay here and play mine? <laughs> no. No. I see how it is. Too good for me. Whatever. I don't know. I mean, you. like, my house has a dog. My house my... has two dogs. Yeah, but it's my dog. Fair enough.